When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Welcome to another episode of What Did We Watch This Week? Uh, we're recording this Month. exact same day. Whatever. <laughs> we're watching this. We're recording this exact same day that we recorded us. So if you listen to the beginning of our In Theaters Now on that, you know that Brian has to leave to record something. So instead of doing it our normal round robin, Brian is going to just kind of rattle off the stuff real quick. Him and Scott are going to have a quick discussion. And then Scott and I will just kind of go back and forth. All right, Brian, go. <laughs> so the first movie I watched this month was The Super, starring Val Kilmer. And... Uh, it's on Netflix, and it doesn't need to be watched. I don't know. Have you guys seen The Super? No. It's not a good movie. What is. what is it? Yeah. It is uh, Val Kilmer and this dad. Um, it's a horror movie, but 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 this dad and his two daughters move into this hotel, and people keep dying, and they're trying to figure out why, and they think it's Val Kilmer because he's a voodoo, but you could tell, like, spoiler alert, which if you've ever seen a movie ever – you could tell, like, oh, Val Kilmer is clearly the red herring uh, because they are strongly alluding that he's the killer, but they never actually show him killing anyone. And alas, he was. That's all I have to say about that. But I did watch a movie called Bone Tomahawk. Have you guys seen that? I've heard about it. Haven't seen it. So yeah, I haven't it, seen it either. But it, do you? Did you like it? 
I liked it. I mean, here's the my I've only my, heard good things about it. My issue with it is it's two hours and fifteen minutes, and it could have been an hour and a half. Um, because there's like a lot of walking for like forty five minutes that doesn't need to be in the movie. There's no real character development, but it's just like it is like a western. Like you watch it with your mom, and you you, you watch it with your family. Like the first half, it's like oh. This woman goes missing. It's a little bit bloody, but not too bad. And then just gets fucking gory as all hell. It is almost like, um, what was that movie that um, Mel Gibson directed about the guy who wouldn't use the gun in the army? Uh, Hacksaw Ridge. It was almost like that feel where it was like, this is a a pretty family friendly movie. And then out of nowhere, it just gets like awful, (laughs) but in a good way. Um, and then I watched Double Identity from the 1940s. It that is, is not double what it's called. Indemnity. <laughs> what did I say? Identity. No, I didn't. No, you said identity. Um, indemnity. Yeah, it, uh, double indemnity. indemnity. Yeah. Good movie. I like those movies. I like those. Like, I like the Dame, but the Dame didn't like me. Like, you know? <laughs> Brian, they're called film noir. <laughs> I, film noir. Are, I already said that, Matt. <laughs> we should stop giving him such a hard time we're trying to get him to go through his movies yeah, yeah put your lips together and whistle you know how to whistle don't you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alright continue um, then I watched a movie called Dead House that uh, I don't want to so this is this guy's only film first film he wrote first film he directed it was like a short it was like an hour long it's so, so I have respect for him for trying something new. Um, but I think that, I think it would almost be if you, if there was a, if Fright School was a real school, right. And they're teaching someone how to make a horror movie. I think it's, I think it would be an important movie to show, to be like, don't look. do this. <laughs> yeah. Like gore, like, like, like gore does not make a good movie anymore. And I, and I think that if this movie would, I think if this short was made 30 years ago, um, it might have like been like wow, but like you need substance to a film anymore because our, we're so like numb to gore anymore that it it it's like that's all they had. You going can watch for them. a beheading video on YouTube. I mean, yeah, you got to have a, some story behind it. Yeah, you have to have something. You know, nothing is shocking anyone anymore. Um, then I watched the Casey Anthony story, and man, was that a trip! And my favorite thing about the Casey Anthony story was that Casey Anthony wasn't in it. So she didn't get paid. Um, and <laughs> it's like fucked up. Like, like it's like one of those things where you you just watch and you and you try to compare your family like to that scenario and how it would be. Because like, I don't know if you guys know, like, because I didn't know like the whole story, but like her lawyer and her like were so shitty that like they accused the father of molesting her and and like, oh, yeah, tried to, and all the, like, and it was just like so sad. And it was, um, you know, the dad knew going into it that, that he was going to be accused. And you just kind of watch his face as he sits there and like, t- and it doesn't even react, you know, like just kind of like sits there and like as the lawyer is accusing uh, him of sexually molesting his daughter. Um, very, very, very dark, dark shit. Um, then I watched Lords of Chaos. And. Are you now huh. a black meddler? No, in fact, I don't like black metal. Um, and and I, I take. I yeah. don't. Color me fucking shocked, dude. 
because <laughs> and, and and maybe I'm the poser in this scenario, but like the thing that the thing that you love about Marilyn Manson, right? The thing that that always drew me to Marilyn Manson and 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 Rob Zombie and all those things is like they are these evil quote unquote people that like they're just it's just a fucking like it's a shtick. It's a shtick. It's no big deal. And that's what's so attractive is like people look at them like they're these awful like devil worshiping people. And it's like they're just different and they're just challenging the norm. Um, well, it's also and, theatrical. Yeah. Mayhem. I was going to say, those. you name two people who have a lot more in common with, with Alice Cooper than they have with Mayhem. Yeah, they owe everything to Alice Cooper. But I think <laughs> like the, the over-the-top satanic evil shit that Mayhem – was really about had a lot more to do with punk and anarchy um, because they just were nihilists. They're fucking assholes. Yeah, they they sucked. You know, um, the movie was was good. You know, I have to say it it, it was well done. I I wouldn't want to watch it again. Um, I think the part of the reason the movie was good is I I another hot take I'm going to throw out. I think Rory Culkin is a fucking good actor. I think he's a very fucking good actor. I'm I've sure. always liked Rory Culkin. Yeah. I've always liked him. Was he in Saved? Uh, no, that was actually Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay? Okay. I, I, yeah, Rory was in um, Scott Pilgrim. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that, unfortunately, the whole Culkin family kind of gets, like, a lot of shit because of, like, Home Alone and stuff like that. But even Macaulay Culkin is a good actor. Like, you don't get paid as much as he did as a child without having some talent. Yeah. Like, no, he's a really, really good actor. You know who else was a good child actor? Corey no. Feldman. Mm. He really was, but then got crazy. <laughs> so, so name name a name a child actor that's huge right now, 2019. Uh, uh, what's the eleven? Um, shit, what's her name? Oh yeah, uh, Miley Bobby Brown or something like Miley that. Miley Bobby Brown, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right then. I guess I was wrong because I didn't know and I didn't do the research, but I was like, I wonder if they're like really trying to stop these like huge child actor stars because it's like a 95% chance that their, their lives are ruined. Well, you know here's, the I mean? thing. here's the thing. The difference is that we don't have the situation where if you're a child star, um, you're allowed into like the fucking, uh, for uh, 54 bar and just getting handed coke like you did in the eighties. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. Uh, too. Was 54 in the eighties or was that like 70? I think it was late 70s, 70s and early 80s, 80s okay. but like whatever. Like, it, like it wasn't just socially acceptable to find pictures of like Corey Feldman and Corey Haim just hanging out with Michael Jackson at a bar drinking. Like, yeah, while they were ten. Like that wasn't like a thing that's happening right now. Yeah. yeah. Also, all the kids from Stranger Things are super wholesome. So yeah, and wholesome. I think that that's. I think that I'm gonna use a, an analogy that really only makes sense to me out of the three of us. But it's also. I think it's very much just the time period. You look at wrestling in the 80s and it was all about debauchery and people getting drunk. And now like over 50% of the WWE roster are like straight edge vegans. Like it's like, <laughs> like just society in general has kind of shifted where it's like, hey, you know, beating the shit out of your body isn't really that great of a thing to be proud of. Like that you wrestled until 2 a.m. and then stayed up until six drinking with guys at the bar isn't cool. Like that's sad. Yeah. So I, th I think that the whole idea of kind of ruining your life is not as uh attractive it's not socially <laughs> acceptable anymore or it's not expected and then i watched toy story 3 and what a delightful film great is, film. That, is that your I, first time seeing it because that would shock it, me no but it felt like it 
you know, yeah, like you, watch it a bit. Yeah. you know, you know, and you're like, I have no idea how this ends. Um, <laughs> oh, those are the best kind of feel good movies. Yeah. And the whole, the, actually Lords of Chaos and Toy Story 3 um, tie in together because I started Toy Story 3 that night just because I, I don't like, you know, I, I, th- I feel like as soon as I hit like 25, it's like if I'm watching like a super dark movie, like, you know, let's just say like Requiem for a Dream or something like that. It's like as soon as that's over post 25, I'm like, OK, what child film can I watch right now? Oh, yeah. To, like, wash myself of it. Yeah. You know, like the, the films affect me now. Um, Damn, it <laughs> sucks, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> Feelings. I don't want to feel. Um, but that's all I have, except except for the Michael Jackson documentary on HBO that I I changed my mind so many times watching it, but I I I, I had someone break it down and like it, and and the unfortunate thing was up until this documentary and i'm not saying that i fully believe the two kids but i will say this if what they're saying is true then it throws out my theory um where i did see for a long time i did see michael jackson as a victim like i saw i saw him because he did grow up with abuse and i and i and i saw him as like this this poor guy that got abused and in my mind i'm like you know even if he was doing inappropriate things with these kids like he's got the mind of a nine-year-old and there's a sense of me that feels bad for him but upon watching this and the things that they're saying, it's like, that is not the mind of a nine-year-old. Like that is manipulation that is, you know, controlling. And like the one thing that I, that, that I do feel is I don't think that this documentary is complete bullshit, but I think that it's similar to the fire festival and in the in documentary in the sense of like, I think it's a bunch of parents trying to clear their name for being bad parents. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't see them as victims. I see them as awful parents. Um, and that's the same thing I saw in the R Kelly documentary. It's just like, you know, I think Matt brought up, um, what was it? Uh, abducted in plain sight. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. dude, it just goes to show like all the things that used to annoy me about my parents when I was a kid was like so good. Like I never understood why, like there was this kid and I was friends with them at school and we hung out all the time. And like, just because my parents never met their parents, I wasn't allowed to sleep over at their house on a Friday night. Like it was so stupid because kids that I went to school with didn't have those rules. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, yeah, 100%. If I don't know the fucking house you're going to, you're not spending the night there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's so insane. What we're, I don't want to dive all my opinions on it. I kind of want to, bounce back and forth between scott so where where were you at with the so i'm not going to watch it because i think that it's inflammatory um and i don't like the fact that it came out now um you know michael jackson is dead Uh, it's it really like i'm not trying to victim blame but i have a lot i'm very incredulous that these that the two boys that are the crux of the documentary came forward now. And I know it's really terrible to be like, well, why didn't they come forward before? I just, it just doesn't feel right to me because Michael Jackson may, he may have been uh, some sort of sexual abuser. I don't know. I don't really care because he was tried and acquitted four times. So that should mean that it's, like, is, doesn't that mean something? It it could. It could mean, you know, obviously that the more money you have is power. The one thing that I didn't know until after I watched it would really bother me. And it was someone's 
biggest issue with it. I think I saw someone post about it on Facebook was that this movie pushed aside a Weinstein documentary. Yeah, uh, Aubrey posted that. Yeah, and it's, was it Aubrey? No, I think it was. I think it was Katie because Brian wouldn't have seen Aubrey post. Oh uh, well, Aubrey posted. That oh, too. it was. It was Katie, and it's like, yeah, like you have the chance to do a very similar style documentary about someone that that is alive that does need, you know, that 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 needs to face the music, and you're going to do it about someone that's dead. Now, I did hear people say, which which makes sense, is like they brought up Macaulay Culkin and and Corey Feldman, and and if they're playing into that Michael Jackson, and they're not saying whether he did or didn't, they're just saying if he did, it would make a lot of sense that he would hang out with Macaulay Culkin and Corey Feldman and not molest them because they are on his level, and they a could destroy him because they're just as rich and just as powerful at the time. Um, or they could really help him because they can sit there and be like, dude, I hang out with him all the time. And he doesn't do this, but like these low, it's almost like the, who's going to believe you type deal. It just seems so odd. Like the timing seems odd. And that, that the fact that that Weinstein documentary got pushed aside for this just seems odd to me. I don't, I don't think that he was a saint. I, I think that he had a really hard life like michael jackson because yeah oh he was the king of pop and he was like everybody knew him all around the world and he was loved that doesn't make it easier like he was abused as a child he didn't have a real life because of the he didn't get to experience anything basically except for creating product for the world and so like i'm not i'm not pitying him at all i'm saying that he had his own demons but i i feel like in the scope of the world why is this documentary taking precedence over Jeffrey Epstein not going to jail or Weinstein kind of getting off without any sort of repercussions? And yeah, it's kind of it's kind of covering something that we can't even like fix. Like I, I yeah. hate to say it like that, but it's like like it's not like this is it's not like the R. Kelly situation where he's still okay, alive. R. Kelly's a be perfect like, example. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like. Hey, he's still alive. We can just stop buying his records. We can destroy his career right now. We can like have him go through an actual trial with new evidence to deal with something like it. It's I if all the information is true, it's important for it to get out there. But it's not more important than what's currently happening that should be being addressed in the now. Yeah, right. And, but also, and- the, the last thing I'll say about that, and I, I, I actually am kind of embarrassed that I brought this up because I don't want to seem like I'm. minimizing someone's abuse but i just Mm -hmm. i'm incredulous i I just i I have to be because they investigated him and yes i know money and power and all these things but like and and also how do you get a a jury of your peers for for michael jackson and things like that but i just i just wonder yeah Yeah. and 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 in in your defense scott like i get it and it is such a, a torn thing because like there is an absolute issue with victim shaming in this country, yeah. but that 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 doesn't take a fact take away from the fact that yes, a lot of people do lie, like a lot of people do, like like do, and 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 I think that because of that, people kind of take it to the next level of like you're full of shit until you can give me some hard evidence, and it's like a very unfortunate thing because like unless you report a rape within you know 24 hours, it is. A, fairly difficult thing to prove um and i get that and i and i and i do you know it is kind of unfair to do it when he's not dead because like perfect example with r kelly is like not to i understand you're innocent until proven guilty and not to shit on anybody but like if you had doubts after watching that documentary 
and you still have doubts after watching that R. Kelly interview. <laughs> yeah. You're fucking stupid. You know, you you are you are you are Well, you're like letting yourself be blind to the truth because that's not what a uh an innocent person does. No. Yeah. No. Which camera's on right. me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Brian, we're gonna let you go because we took you eleven minutes longer than you had requested. So I apologize. Um and then Scott and I will continue this. So good luck with your shoot, buddy. Thanks, guys. I'll see you next week. All right. So usually when I do my watch lists, I try to avoid movies that I think I would pick in the future. Um, and I'm still not sure if I would actually pick this movie or not. And even if I did, it would be many, many years from now. So I watched Hellfest and that movie. Ugh, is please don't really, make me watch it. Oh, my God. I had so much fun with Hellfest. You it was, did? It looks it was, so dumb. It was exactly what I wanted. It's just a good 80s slasher film inside of a carnival like it's got good kills. It's got like likable characters. Um, it's got a pretty solid mask. Uh, it's it's really it it freaked me out a little bit because the place that they're at looks so much like all of the haunted attractions around my area in mm-hmm. October. So I genuinely think this is going to become like a regular Halloween watch for me. Um, yeah, I was like, here's here's how captivated I was by the movie. Uh, I was watching it. And my parents were downstairs preparing dinner and I ate dinner 20 minutes late because I didn't want to walk away from the film. That's wild. Like I was just like, oh, wow, I really want to see where this goes. Like I'm really having fun with it. Is it a masterpiece? Like, no, but But I don't think it was trying to be right. No, but it's it's definitely just a fun like, hey, this would fit right in with like Funhouse or, uh, you know, Friday 13th 7. Like it's not like. A masterpiece by any stretch of the imagination, but if you're a slasher fan, there's something for you in the movie. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a recommend. I don't know if we would ever do it for the show, but it's definitely like if you were kind of hesitant on it, I was pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Hmm, that's interesting because I was not just pl- slightly hesitant. I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I guess I might check it out sometime. Yeah, I mean, it's probably going to end up on some type of streaming service in the near future, so I wouldn't like... I would just wait for when that is readily available. So if you don't like, you can shut it off and put on something else. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I had fun. Good gore, good everything. Well, to um, kind of go along with that as a compliment, I watched Happy Death Day to You, and um, I really liked it. I liked it better than the original or the uh, than the first one. Um, I loved the. Um, am I allowed to say the twist? No, I probably shouldn't. Um. Well, it's kind of a plot point, not a twist, but it's it's like um, there's like a sci-fi element to it that is fun. I just thought that it was a fun flick, and uh, it's really kind of fun, uh, cool to me because the the female protagonist, um, I don't know her real name, but she um, was very unlikable to me until maybe the last 10 minutes of Happy Death Day to You, and then I was just really rooting for her because she ha- already had that like that turn by the end of the first one and she just became a better and better person in this one and so i just think that's really that's really good writing but it's also she's a good actress if you can make someone like you more throughout the course of not one but two movies you want to know what's something that's wild about her by the way she's my age like she looks like a college student but she is in her mid-30s um that's that that Botox, baby. No, I don't know. She yeah. has Botox. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that that movie's. I think it's really likable. And I think that that movie um, does something that I didn't expect, which is that like it 
follows the movie, the previous movie. It adds on to the mythology, which is all cool. But it also has like some really heartfelt, like decent drama things in there. Oh yeah, um, it's way more of a drama drama than a than a slasher movie. It's really it's it's like a lifetime movie with kills. But yeah. in, I, I don't don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah, but in like the most likable, fun way. Like it's just a fun movie. Like it's a fun popcorn movie in every way. But it really is like a it it has some tearjerker moments, and that's cool. I hadn't really thought about that, but it really didn't it didn't sit poorly with me. That yeah, that no, aspect of it. It's I mean it's still early in the year, and I don't think it will remain there. But at this time, it's probably my favorite movie that I've seen this year. Um, like of that's the 2019 movie statement. Just, just because of how I felt, like I walked out of that feeling so refreshed oh, with sure. everything. Yeah, okay. Um, but like, it's there's a lot that's coming out this year that I think will definitely knock it out of even the top ten. But as of right now, of the eleven movies I've seen, it's sitting comfortably at number one. Um, <laughs> so, uh, fear. I don't know why I said fear. Scream Factory. <laughs> I <would say laughs> fear, fear Factory. factory. <laughs> um, so Scream Factory has been putting out some like vintage 50s movies uh i know tarantula is on the way um they recently sent me the mole people which was like fine but they sent me deadly mantis and i i just have such a warm spot in my heart for these movies i love (laughs) these like cheesy 50s like they're just filming the animal in forced perspective wait 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 did did they make what are those books that you have the 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 50s era Uh, the the Crestwood Monsters, they have a Deadly Man okay, that, was, that I was... just got. Oh, yeah, I just got it. Do you have the entire collection? I am I need four more, and then I'll have the whole collection. How I've many are there, like 20? 12. So okay. I've been buying one a month. Uh, but then I found an eBay lot that someone was selling four of them for $20, and I, like, jumped on it. That's sick. Um, but, yeah, the... The the Deadly Mantis, I, I think what I like about the Deadly Mantis over a lot of those other ones is that there is some practical giant mantis creature yeah, moment. Yeah. And like, it looks like mantis mantises are just like creepy ass looking bugs. So it works so well as a giant killer monster movie. Yeah. It's um, been a yes. long time since I've seen that or any of the giant bug movies. And that's like, certainly not something we'll ever do on this show. Like I, I think if we do stuff that's in that 50s, 60s era, it's gotta be a lot more of like the horror at party beach. Oh yeah. The, that's going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, like where it's like really shitty costume, really over the top beach stuff. Like that's kind of the closest we can get to something that's like a 50s, 60s movie that would fit our our vibe. But Deadly Manus is fun. And the D, the Blu-ray, like the way that they get these old grainy 50s movies to just really pop and look fresh and new is impressive to me every single time. So See, I feel I like I would it. totally watch one of those on blue and and appreciate it whereas you know i don't the 80s you want that i want that yeah but that's also because i watched them on vhs originally and i i like the ambiance they mentioned that on scream factory uh scream factory uh on shockwaves recently that like there's something that's really nice about a 50s movie in high definition yeah like like it just really like it makes you appreciate the beauty of like that black and white cinema Mm -hmm. um i would love to see carnival of souls on blue yeah, I think that that was well. Apparently, Severin just put out as I mentioned, Horror at Party Beach on Blue. So now I'm like a little bummed that I bought the DVD because I'm sure that looks even better in high def. Yeah. But uh, but that's that's all I have to say about the Deadly Mantis. Well, then I want to 
complement that with something else that I watched. I finally watched Eight Legged Freaks. It's fun, right? No, like it's not no, great. But... It's not fun. <laughs> it's gotten this weird. Re- I only wa- I only watched it because it was on uh, Hulu. I want to say, and um, it's gotten this weird resurgence. It is, did it just come out on Blue or something? And that's why people are talking about it. No, I think there's just a weird like. I think it's just kind of how I am with Freaked. Like five okay, years but after Freaked me, is so was, good. But but like, hear me out though. Like, Freaked was that movie that I just kind of stumbled upon one day on television and was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, I think for me in 1993, there's a whole generation of kids in 1990 that like it was that like weird bad movie that they just happened to stumble on TV and was like, "What the fuck is this?" Uh, okay, I, I can accept that. But the thing is that the special effects are atrocious they're so bad and i i tried to make my way through it i was like falling asleep to it for a couple nights and then i was trying to do my workout and watch it like later on where i (laughs) i I missed like 15 minutes in the middle it didn't matter and i didn't even get to the end but it is it is one of the worst movies i've watched in a long time and i not even like i understand that how david arquette (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, that's it's it's David Arquette. That's all you need to know about about the movie. And like I told Megan, I was watching it, and she was like, "Oh, David Arquette, yeah, like wasn't it fun?" I was like, "No, no, honey, it wasn't fun at all." <laughs> she was like, "Well, when's the episode coming out for that?" And you're like, "I watched it for myself." <laughs> yeah, I, I I burnt through about one third of that actively watching it before I was like, mm. "Oh my." All right, so maybe I won't revisit Eight Legged Freaks. I don't yes, really remember. You will. It. No, I really. That's like one of those ones that I think I maybe watched on TV, like off in the distance, like it was on in the background while I was doing something else. I really have never had a large drive for it, so that one might just stay dead. <laughs> um, sometimes deader is better. Uh, so, I went to the movies and I saw Greta, and that is a strong contender for the worst did film of the year. Did you regretta it? <laughs> I did. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's it's just a bad movie. It's a bad movie. It's badly paced. It's just nothing about it works in any way, shape, or form. I was very, very underwhelmed and just not – I mean, I don't know what I was expecting, but like, I was expecting it to be a little bit better than it was – but it is horrendously bad. Um, so that's that's all I'm going to say about Greta. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be people who love it. I've seen people who've said that they loved it. Just did not work for me in any way. Well, then, as I think that this is going well. I'm going to keep complimenting what you are saying with things that I... Uh, not complimenting, but complimenting. Um, I watched... Oh, Megan and I slogged through Umbrella Academy Season 1. Um I don't get why people liked it. It is a beautiful show that is nigh unwatchable. It is right. so bad. Like the acting sucks. The characters are not. There's one. Klaus is like a good character. There's fucking incest, and it, mm. I, I, and it. Ellen Page can't fucking act. She just can't act, and she looks like she would rather be anywhere than be on screen. And it's just like. If you're not giving me any sort of energy, why would I waste my time on you? But we pushed ourselves to watch the end because I I just had to see what happened. And they're going to make another season. They're already greenlit for another season. And it's bad. It's it's just – it's like hot topic, mall goth bullshit 
takes on the X-Men with incest, but you don't really get to see anybody's powers. Their powers are fucking useless. It's not a good it's not a good show. I highly recommend avoiding it. All right. Good to know. Um so also on Netflix, uh I watched a really strange movie. I enjoyed it. I will never watch it again. I don't even know if I would ever recommend it to anybody, but I watched Swiss Army Man. Oh, oh I, I haven't finished. It's, it's on my list. Um, I, like We started it. We got to the part where he's like throwing up water. And I was like, I'm laughing my balls off. Like I yeah, thought that movie was so fucking funny. It's super funny. It's super dark. I just don't know if it's one that I'm going to revisit after. Like, uh, I It's not it. one of those movies that you revisit. Yeah. Now, I, yeah, like, I'm only 20 minutes in and I know this. Yeah, like it's it's got some cool twists. It's a fun movie. It's a strange it's a very strange movie. Uh Daniel Radcliffe says got that, that it's Harry Potter movie. money, man. Well, he said it's his his favorite film he's ever been a part of and from what I read on like the IMDb trivia, they had originally built like a mannequin of his character and he was like, "No, I want to be I want to I yeah. signed up for this movie to do these things like <laughs> like he did not really let them use any stunt doubles for most of the movie because he was like, I agreed to do this movie because I want to do the things that this character goes through, not to just have my face like CGI'd onto a mannequin. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking about that because the very first part when he's farting his way across the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> this it's the weirdest movie i've it's I, so strange but and it's I gonna get it. stranger yeah like no, 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 it I, gets stranger i know but. i cannot wait you can't start with a farting well you can't start with a fart joke that actually works and you can't start with a guy jet skiing across the ocean yeah. because of a but dead body actually fart. daniel radcliffe with with the other guy on his back like it's really him <laughs> you can tell because of the facial expressions in slow-mo i i'll next month i will give my full review of swiss army man when i make megan sit through it with me because i was laughing so hard and she's like she just kept turning to me because we were watching it in bed um and she was like what, what is this i'm like i don't know it's amazing uh yeah no it's it's like i said i'm glad i watched it just definitely it was a one and dunner for me this will not end up in the matt kelly dvd collection <laughs> um but all right, uh, back to you, Scott. All right. Uh, so I just have one quick thing to say. I rewatched Army of Darkness because it's on Shutter. I want to say, um, and it still is obnoxious, and I don't like it. <laughs> I, I, I people love it the most, and I get it. It's very cartoony, and it's it's if you like slapstick, it's more for you because that's really when Sam Raimi was like, "Fuck it." I'm going to do absolute slapstick. I'm going to have just balls to the wall silliness. And it doesn't work for me. Evil Dead 2 is the perfect mixing of it's horror it, and slapstick comedy. It's definitely my least favorite of the three. I still really like it a lot. But I get, I think the other element is that there's a lot of love for that movie because in a really weird way, it's kind of like able to be a standalone movie or a compliment to the evil dead movie. Really? Like it's you stand- don't- yeah. It's mostly a standalone. So I'm going to change gears real quick because I posted about it on the Facebook group, but more people listen to this than look at the Facebook group. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I need to advertise how much I am obsessed with the soundtrack to the be more chill Broadway show. <laughs> I have listened to it from start to finish like nine times this week it is so catchy it's basically like a pop punk musical that's like 
One of the people uh, in an interview I saw described it as if Little Shop of Horrors took place at the high school for Mean Girls. Like, that is absolutely what the tone of the show is. It's so funny. It sounds like they've already signed a deal for a film adaptation of it. Yes. It just opened on Broadway. Like, I'm so on board for everything that is Be More Chill. So Is it a in brain meantime, bug, like brain damage? So, so yes and no. It, what it is is that the kid is unpopular, and the bully who always picks on him pulls him aside one day and is like, look, I used to be unpopular too until I took this drug, drug called a squib. You should take it. And he sells him a squib. And what it is, is it's basically like a microcomputer that attaches to his brain and can shut off different parts of his sensory and tells him, like, this is what you need to say. This is how you need to dress. But, like, at one point, his friend is like, why are you ignoring me? And then the chip's like, oh, I've purposely shut off him from your sights. So, like, he just can choose who he can see and who he can't see so that he doesn't feel tempted to, like, hang out with his old friends and shit (laughs) like that. Wow. But it's weird as hell. It's weird as hell. And then the chip is part of like a hive mind that wants to take over the whole school. So it's like got that like little shop of horror aspect yeah. to it there, too. But it's just so funny. It's so over the top. There's a there's a five minute song called the smartphone hour. That's just a song about girls gossiping through their t- text messages. Mm-hmm. And it's so catchy and charming. Like, it's just a great musical, great songs. I, I actually may have emailed the manager of the guy who wrote all the music because I'm like, I really want to talk to this guy. So, like, who knows? Maybe you'll see an interview with him. I might not get an answer, but be more chill. Check it out. It's seriously great. Okay, so I remembered how my uh, my week went uh, Sunday. Well, I'm gonna go through these in a you know in, individually, but so Sunday, Megan and I went and saw Captain Marvel in theaters. Which is the next thing on my list, so we can cover that. Yeah, soon. we'll, we'll do that. Ahead. But the, I just so Sunday was Captain Marvel, uh, Monday was Venom, Tuesday was Aquaman, Thursday was Us. So it was it was a lot of um, it was a lot of high production value. It was a very odd week for me. <laughs> Lots of car so, trade. Car, well, a lot of chase scenes, except for Us. So let's. How about you knock out both Venom and Aquaman, and then we'll just. Talk Captain discuss Marvel. Captain Marvel for a little bit. Yeah, yeah sure. So uh, Venom is bad. Uh, Mario told <laughs> me that it was fun, and I'm watching it just incredulous, like, what are you talking about, man? And I texted him afterwards, and I said, it's not good. And he was like, oh, I liked it. But I heard someone say that the most offensive part about Venom is that they had the audacity to put scenes from Spider-Verse after the credits, making you even remotely have to connect the two in your brain. Yeah, it was so weird. So amazing. <laughs> and, and and I haven't seen into the Spider-Verse yet. I want to, but it's, I just it's it is Scott, it is the best superhero movie I've ever seen. I, Bullshit. I like it. Like legitimately, as I watched it, I was like, I almost don't want live action superhero movies anymore. Like the style that they use is so captivating throughout the whole film. But it's because like it's so meta that like little things will happen where like as he's thinking it's literally like the the thought not the thought bubbles the yellow bars pop up on the screen like in an actual comic book when a character's thinking and like weird shit like that will happen when like the world starts to crumble and becomes more of like all of the universes connecting it turns more and more into like 
a moving comic book in every way. <laughs> that's really cool. And that's obviously it's not something that they could do live action for everything. Yeah. Like it's, <clears throat> it's fucking dope. Um, well, it's yeah, on my, so it's on my short list. Good. I will definitely watch into the spider verse for uh, next month, but yeah, Venom was really painful. Um, the CGI was not great. Tom Hardy is very uh, likable in it, but I mean, Tom Hardy's likable in pretty much everything I've ever seen him in. Michelle Williams yeah, like somehow he's trying. Yeah, yeah. Tom Hardy always tries, but Michelle Williams really phones it in. She's a great actress. I don't know why she's in this movie. <laughs> and somebody else was in, and I was like, why? Someone. Yeah, but like <laughs> Michelle Williams can do anything. Why did she do fucking Venom? And you know she's gonna have to be in other uh, Venoms because they're not well. Maybe uh, we, we might see, you know, Spider Man and Venom together. I don't know. I think that if it goes between Topher Grace and Tom Hardy as Venom, this is the superior Venom. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, how was Aquaman though? Because that's another one I've like Venom. I've heard almost universally bad. Aquaman, it's been a little bit more split. I really liked it. Um, I don't know if. I will <clears throat> watch it again. I think that it was, <coughs> excuse me, arguably the best DC EU movie. Um, Wonder Woman is really good, but it leaned very heavily. And this, I, I wanted to mention Wonder Woman here because when we talk about Captain Marvel, I want to kind of do yeah, some contrasting. No, I think, I, but so I still haven't, I still haven't seen Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman which, okay. which takes away a little bit. But like, as I was watching Captain Marvel, and everything I heard about Wonder Woman, I had my preconceived notions of why I think I would like Captain Marvel more regardless. Yeah, well, <laughs> the, the I get that if you're doing – it makes sense historically and canon-wise that Wonder Woman would be in love with uh, Chris Pine's character uh, or that she would fall in love with him and everything. But it just – it was a bit too heavy – like that. Well, I have two criticisms, and I think that I probably said these when we did our "What Did We Watch?" and I had seen Wonder Woman. Um, I just wish that they would have had a little bit more of her being a badass and less of her being waifish around him. But I get it. Like she had never felt anything for anyone before, like that. So I get it. But the bigger issue with Wonder Woman is that the la the final big bad battle is just CGI, and it just takes me out of it. Like you can have big bad battles that are CGI. But there has to be some level of realism there. And it just seemed a bit too over the top for me. So the same is true of Aquaman, that the CGI really takes me out of it. Because everything under the sea is just like, um, you know, when they do a lot of CGI things going on to detract from the fact that none of it really looks realistic. It's just like there's so much going yeah. on that your eye can't take it all in. I was exhausted watching Aquaman. Like it's a really good movie when they are on land. Um, and I think Jason Momoa is a great Aquaman. I I thought Mara looked great. It's the girl from all the girls love all the boys love Mandy Lane. Um, she was married to uh, Johnny Depp, and now they're getting divorced because of abuse. I can't remember her name um gotcha yeah i know you're talking yeah about but but yeah. uh she looks really good i loved the costumes um it was funny and fun although i don't know if i'm the target demographic that's all i'll say about aquaman is it, it was it's worth one watch all right well let's let's uh wrap this up with two things we'll we'll do the captain marvel 
discussion, then I have one more thing to talk about. Well, do you want to do that um, and end with Captain Marvel since it's new? Because we're probably no. going to do some spoilers. <laughs> I know, but I don't think anyone will care about the other thing. Okay. Trust me. <laughs> um, okay, so, so just uh, everybody listening, if you haven't seen Captain Marvel, go see it because it's good. Yeah, you can and we shut are going it off to spoil here. It. We're, we're going close to an hour anyway, so you're yeah. probably getting ready to hit the stop button. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, Captain Marvel, um, Jonathan London shared a really good article that I liked, which was like, Captain Marvel is just a good movie and that's perfectly fine. And it was like kind of the whole point being like, it did women a women empowerment movie the way that it should be, which is that it's not just this big statement about, it just is a good movie. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, look at how incredible it is that it's a female superhero. Like that takes away from it. The fact that it's just a good superhero movie is more important yeah. in the long run. And like, that's what I liked about it was that I felt like with, with the exception of like one or two scenes, it, it would have felt exactly the same if Captain Marvel was a guy. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Like it didn't need to feel like it was something special because it was a girl. The normalcy is actually more of an achievement. That's feminism. Um, like that, yeah, normalcy, equality <laughs> is feminism, and people don't like all the fucking misogynists out there that think that that women are trying to cut our balls off and and you know make us have no jobs or whatever the fuck they think. They don't understand. They've never had a real conversation with a woman who believes in feminism who can enunciate the point. The point is, they're equal. Feminism means equality. Yeah. And so this movie is a great feminist film because it basically takes all the things. You remember what it, what, that what was that? It was an SNL short or something that was like white savior. You know, that that thing that you sent yeah. us. It's like that where people like Black Panther is such a great fucking movie, not because it's a black superhero, but because it's a good superhero. It's also important yeah. because it's important to a minority that yeah. have representation, just like it's important. Yeah, they have a superhero like I've had for the last 30 years of my life. Exactly, that and that's like the that. importance <laughs> of it. It's not trying to say that a black superhero is more important than a white superhero. It's not saying that a, a woman superhero is more important than a man superhero. It's not, that's not the point. The, the world is big. Superheroes are a, a perfect brush to paint everyone with. And the, the I think that all the expectations being turned on their head makes it a better feminist film because it's saying like there's and I, I made a post on Facebook about it. The 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 takeaway line for me was there's uh, Carol is is going up against the very final, um, you know, it's it's going to be like the final battle. And you think and they're like actually we can have this be spoiler free um the final battle between her and and the, the 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 villain and he goes come on fight me and she goes no i have nothing to prove to you that right there was it just gave me goosebumps it was the yeah. perfect line i think that the movie was written very well there are a couple scenes that i didn't love because i also don't think i was the target demographic like but it, it felt very comic book to me like uh fury getting scratched by goose and yeah. and that's how he lost his eye. Like that, that's spoilery, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> that to me, people think that that the MCU has to follow the traditional Marvel stories of like why Fury lost his eye doing something badass. No, it's funny because he lost it because he was hanging out with the cat. Yeah, like I I like so here's here's like the the quick version of me watching it. 
the first 20 minutes, I was like, oh, no. Because I don't read Captain Marvel. I was so lost. And oh. I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to understand any of this. And then, like, as the movie kept moving forward, I'm like, okay, it all makes sense. Like, it's all piecing together now. But, like, I was... And and the person who I saw it with also was like in the same boat. Like at one point she leaned over to me and was like, I don't understand what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and, I like, and I said, it's okay. I don't either. <laughs> like, But then like we kind of got the movie. Like once, pretty much as soon as she landed on Earth and then everything started to kind of unravel what we had seen previously. I was like, okay, I'm on board. I get it. I understand who these characters are. I understand these races. I understand this war. Like, yeah. <laughs> but like for... For 20 minutes, I was like, I feel like I just walked into the middle of a season of Star Trek with never seeing anything previously. Like, I was baffled. Um, you know that my nostalgic love and ass was all about that whole soundtrack and, and costuming throughout the movie. Um, just, you know, grunge and, and Nine Inch Nails shirts and flannel. Heaven. Heaven oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess that I do have one critique of the film, and it's the soundtrack felt... And and it's no fault of their own, but Guardians of the Galaxy has just done it so well. Guardians of the Galaxy definitely does it better. What I do like, and this is Jonathan did a did an, a review of it with his friend Ian, and he was a little too nitpicky of like this, you know, like how in nineteen sixty, like nineteen eighty six or whatever year it is when she quote unquote disappears, is she playing like a Street Fighter two arcade cabinet in a bar, like? like timeline stuff being kind of fucked up. But I think all in all, it could have very much felt like a, the way we are with the eighties, like just splattering nostalgia all over the place. But I think that the nostalgia was well placed enough that it like established a time without drowning you in like the nineties. Remember the nineties? <laughs> yeah. And I didn't feel like that. <laughs> I just felt like the, the music choices were okay. And I would have liked it a lot. Um, if we hadn't already had Guardians do it twice, yeah, that's and I, I also they did that in Thor Ragnarok. I mean, I, I, yeah. So it's not, and they did it in Suicide Squad very poorly. But I, I, I think that it's become more of a trope and less of like a a Guardians thing. I'm just not quite there yet to be on board yeah, with it. Yeah, we'll see if it happens in Endgame. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's but been over I with do... fucking like, <laughs> like Mighty Boss tones. The impression I get, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Dude, if I'm sitting in the theater and like they do, I hopefully they keep the Stanley Marvel intro because that was very sweet. I, loved I enjoyed it. that. Um, but like, you know, you have that whole thing happen. Your heartstrings are like just tugged slightly, and it's just like, but it's like the number of dead people going. <laughs> no, 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 fucking still counting the days by Goldfinger. <laughs> You know, but, so uh, I, I do I, have one thing that I wanted to say, ask what your <laughs> thoughts were. Um, so, Stan Lee, do you think that they're going to have him be the Watcher in Endgame? Because I think that that would be a I great... I don't know. They said that that's the... They said that that was the last cameo they filmed was for Endgame, which I think is an appropriate... Like, if if that's the last time we're ever going to see Stan Lee in film, I feel like it's important that it's Endgame. Um, I still think that his appearance in Spider-Verse is my favorite that he's done um and i i mean i, I don't want to spoil it because it is good but man i i laughed my balls off at his cameo in captain marvel <laughs> i did too it's great um uh but uh yeah i think that would be fun i i think that what was i listening to where someone was talking about 
they were talking about maybe there was the Spider-Man animated series or oh it was crack.com was doing a podcast on like TV show pilots or TV shows that got canceled on a really weird note and it was the Spider-Man animated series was like they did the multiverse storyline but he's like but it's in the 90s so it's all just other white Spider-Man at the time but he's like he inter- inter- like interacts with all these Spider-Man and then like at the very end like the whole caveat of the show is like him trying to see Aunt May again and like this person like the watcher or whoever is like I'll take you back to your Aunt May, but there's one other person that needs to see you. And the Spider-Man series just ends with Spider-Man swinging with Stan Lee hanging out on his back. And he's like, that is literally the final shot of this like three season animated series. And it's so weird where it's like, yeah, I guess like it would be cool to just acknowledge like he's the watcher. I, I wish that they would have followed through with the internet um, assumption that in Deadpool, the cameo would be Deadpool recognizing him as Stan Lee, the creator of him. (laughs) But which I think just was too meta for even like a Deadpool movie, but which is saying a lot. Yeah. But like, I would have loved that. I think that that would have been like a really in keeping with his character. Um, The only other thing I have to say about uh, Captain Marvel's twofold one is um, the, the buddy cop aspect of her and Fury is just so much fun. It's, and it's very, um, it's a very natural progression. Like it, like they slowly get used to each other and begin to like and trust each other versus like just buddy cop movies where they're just kind of like thrown together and they just hate each other. And then one day they just suddenly like each other. I feel like this was way more of a natural buddy cop. Yeah. And it's cool because um, I, I like the fact that, I hadn't thought about it like that, where um, you, you know how like Ant-Man was a heist movie and, you know, Thor Ragnarok was supposed to be kind of like uh, a buddy cop movie, but it's not really like it started. It they, I, think, I think that people were expecting it to be like that, but um, not. It didn't really turn out that way. Uh seeing this movie as kind of a buddy cop movie because but the funny it's an inversion because the buddy cops are supposed to be colson and fury but colson's not in it at all really he's like he has he's just a bumbling idiot at the very beginning um and that but then you know fury and and danvers are like the buddy cops i like that it makes me like the movie more now thinking about it like yeah but then this is nothing to do with captain marvel at all but it's it's a confession so when i saw us the other night I saw the trailer for Endgame, and I've been avoiding most of the trailers of that stuff. Cause I'm like, I'm eventually going to see him in the theater. Like when I go to the movies, I'll have to see the trailer. Mm-hmm. So I won't watch them online yeah. and watching that trailer. Uh, I started to get choked up watching it. And what it was, was realizing that like, you know, I think that a lot of us, myself included, will get to this point where we bitch about like, Oh my God, there's so many fucking superhero movies. And I almost like I'm watching that trailer and I'm just like, shut the fuck up me. Like when I was a kid and all I wanted were these movies, they were not, it was not an option. And like now there's this thing that if you had told me that they were going to do this, that I would have a full out Avengers movie with all of these characters and that they would be people that more than I knew of, I would have thought you were fucking crazy. Yeah. Even Captain America having a, having Three Captain America films is big yeah. to me because I saw that Captain America film from like 1989 when I was a kid and it was real bad. 
Well, that's the thing, but but you almost didn't want to admit that it was bad because it was all that you had. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's like one of those things where it's like I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, this is it's insane that this exists, and like I need to stop bitching about. Oh man, another superhero movie because like it fucking exists when it shouldn't. Like, and, like and it's the biggest franchise in the world now. And yeah. Who would if you would have told me one that Iron Man would would create this dynasty i would have laughed in your face because iron man was never an interesting character for me and then that i would give a shit about captain fucking america and that a captain yeah. america movie would be my favorite superhero movie of all time that would yeah, just it's, it's, it's insane but here's the really cool thing about the whole like the last 10 years of avengers is that that avengers theme is now in my opinion the most recognizable uh, not even now. a super uh, yeah. movie theme that bah, yeah. bah, 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 that gives me chills like the beginning of star wars used to yeah no and I, I think that all that's really cool i think that's all stuff that you have to keep in mind when you like kind of get frustrated of like yeah no it is oversaturated but i'll always remember the first year i went to cop oh jesus the first year <laughs> i went to comic-con <laughs> um jonathan london was on a panel called comics on comics and I forget what had just bombed, but some movie had bombed in the theaters. And they were saying, you know, because of this movie bombing, people are saying that this is the end of superhero movies. And one of the people on the panel said, and I've always remembered this, superhero movies are never going away. He's like, I hate to, I hate to tell you, it's never going away. He goes, you have to stop thinking of them as this flash in the pan thing. He goes, because when License to Wed didn't make a shit ton of money, no one was saying it was the end of rom coms. Oh, rom coms are here forever. Yeah. Like he's like, superhero movies are here forever. And I'm like, yeah. And that was that was almost ten years ago. <laughs> back then like that was when people were like oh yeah Sp i think it was spider-man 3 like spider-man 3 didn't perform oh, well as expected so like and it's like look at what we have now like they're not going away it's not going away now do i think that maybe we could survive on maybe only having two a year instead of like seven yeah like i'm okay yeah with it's, that, it's kind of like, like it's been an arms race even just in the mcu not to mention the fact that justice league was such a fucking flop but because the dceu is terrible but um, I think that it's been an arms race to get to Thanos because yeah. he has the ability to wipe out half of all civilizations. He just yeah, did so that. So, so much stuff. we're yeah. going to have to depower a lot of these movies. And that's what I think phase, well, the the change into whatever phase five is. I, I can't remember what, it, what they're calling it. Yeah. But, but but yeah, that's I, I hope that that's like the choice now is like because I also as much as I love the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, like if you did Guardians of the Galaxy three and then it's like five years until I get part four. But in the meantime, there's like in those five years, I get like one Ant-Man movie and like a Spider-Man movie and like kind of just have them peppered mm -hmm. out. Like I'm totally fine with that. I don't need a Spider-Man movie every year or every two years. One every five years is fine as long as there's other exciting things in that same universe that are also happening. Oh, um, just like, do so, we really yeah. need a, a Star Wars movie every year? No. And they're already learning that, like, maybe they shouldn't be doing that. Like, Solo, at least I, I feel Solo. like, sent up a warning so flare. It's fun, but, like, it it war it shot, like, this warning flare of, like, you can't you can't drop The Last Jedi in December and then also throw Solo at someone in April. Yeah, it's like, too much. There's, like, fatigue. Yeah. Um, so the last thing I wanted to talk about, 
And if there's nothing that you have to say, it's fine. I just wanted to mention I, I'm, you know, I'm staying up on on Drag Race, and I just wanted to see like how, if you've been keeping up with it and where your vibe is right now on uh, on the contestants. I have been passively watching it while Megan watches it. She's been watching all the episodes. I am kind of over everything except for the the final runway stuff because then they also show the video that they make for the day, so I can watch like five minutes of the show I, and and it's. I I I half watched the first hour, yeah, <laughs> and then like once once Rue comes out and it's time for the runway, I'm like, all right, time to get ready, yeah, <laughs> yeah, know, like get kind of, but I, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm right still now, stand strong and Evie Oddly, I, I I think Evie Oddly and Brooke are like the they are the people to be, yeah, in yeah, show. but I think like that, they, I, and I told Megan yesterday or Thursday that I don't think that Evie Oddly is going to win because they're not. They've never gone for uh, the the Megan, Megan just yelled yes she will. Uh, Megan thinks that she will. I think that they're gonna go for the pretty one because that's what they usually do. I don't know, but like Sharon Needles, no one thought would win, True. and like she she like it it happens. Um, so let me give a quick look at because I still don't have all their names. Is down. Plastique Tiara still there? Because I like she's still there. I like Plastique Tiara, but she doesn't have. She's not gonna. Problem she's not Plastique, even gonna make it to the bo- uh, top three. That's that's just reality. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't have the personality, mm-hmm. and like that's hurting. She's just her very pretty. Every single time, she's very pretty. Um, but like people, so I've really turned a corner on um, on Vanjie. <laughs> I hated Vanjie at first, but like I kind of like that Vanjie just says what's on her mind, like. Like she's she's not like talking shit behind people's backs. She's very upfront. Silky calmed down a little bit. Oh, the last like episode. I told you, she would. Yeah, like that. That's Scarlet's becoming a real piece of shit. Which is me. funny because Megan did not think that Scarlet. She thought that Scarlet was sweet, and now I don't know what she thinks. But I, I, I'm like, yeah, I didn't like her at the beginning, even. Yeah, I, I, especially because I watch Untucked as well, and I really don't uh, like yeah. Scarlet. Other one who really is growing on me, um, and I liked her, but Nina West has a very like, like I could see She's Nina West winning the Columbus girl, right? Guy. Yeah, yeah. The, I think I think Miss Congeniality is going to be Nina. Yeah, West. for sure. Yeah. She 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 has a very like she doesn't like seeing people fight. She wants to try to be there to smooth things over. She gives advice. What? Oh, did you hear that? That's her backup. Yeah, yeah. she said if Evie oddly doesn't win, that she wants uh, Nina West to win. Matt says that Nina is going to be um, Miss Congeniality. Megan said for sure. <laughs> I love that it picks up just enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, that's that's a little bit of a drag race update. Um, if they do, I don't know when they're going to do the Snatch Game episode, but I love the Snatch Isn't Game. Isn't that the so Elvira? I don't know because the episode that Elvira is on isn't called Snatch Game. Ah, shit. So, so I don't think it is. I wish we could have really love hit those two birds would... with one stone, so I didn't have to sit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The episode next week with Elvira is called Monster Ball. So oh, that'll probably the... at least pique my interest a bit. Yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be you know fun, but yeah, I think then the following one will be um, the the Snatch Game, and I think. If we do the Snatch Game episode, like, why not contact Kyle or Joe or Josh from Fright or School and have them join them. us? <laughs> just all of them. Just five guys just talking about Drag Race. Yes. Um, <laughs> like, it would just be Monster Mania. Um, all right. So that is 
our what did we watch this month the longest one we've ever done but hey we had to talk about captain marvel scott and i love these movies way too much to just completely ignore its existence um and yeah we'll be back with uh listener submitted week is literally about to start after this episode drops so stay tuned for what movies you emailed us about Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.